This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro gaming extrasode podcast. Yes, and this week we are reading your responses to Fallout 3, and this was a record turnout, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least for this show. Coming out in force. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So uh, because this is a polarizing game, I have separated uh, these responses into pro, ambivalent, and anti. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, And uh, because there were so many, I apologize, but there were some responses I had to leave out. Um, just in the interest of this not being uh, incredibly long, we're recording this right after we recorded part three of the uh, the Fallout Three coverage. Uh, so it's in our interest to keep these relatively uh, brief and uh, tight. Uh, something else, I've also done a little bit of editing on some of these to uh, to bring out the more salient points for discussion here. Um, mm-hmm. I will say for people writing in for the future, we love it that you're doing it. Uh, but uh, two paragraphs is a good rule of thumb. Yep. Yep. Indeed. So yeah, let's get started. So we're not, uh, so we can all eat dinner and go home to our families. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'll pick up. There's some follow up uh, from last week, which I'm ashamed of. Um, oh boy, I didn't see who wrote this in, but they said, uh, I was listening to the first episode of Fallout 3 a few days ago at work, and I noticed that you guys were talking about a ghoul named Gob. I find it hard to believe that neither of you guys made the comment about, about his name being Gob and the fact that he is a ghoul. Gob a ghoul. Yeah, we missed it. We missed it. I'm not sure. <laughs> Would that have been intentional, do you think? No. No? Okay. I don't think so. Yeah. Like from the Fallout 3 creators? No. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like a Sopranos so. reference is what I saw when I did a search for Gabagool. It was also I know I know that from the from the office. But Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't I just don't think it was Yeah. Is it was intentional. <laughs> oh, I'm willing to give them the credit. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't, I don't think that. I, mean, I just don't think it was intentional. If there was another reference thing, if he was a, a gangster or if it was something <laughs> other related to it, other than yeah. just being like he likes the radio. <laughs> <laughs> like the character notes one cool two radio the end yeah uh, um, there, there there is not enough smoke for that fire for that sweet sweet delicious capicola that's, yeah, fire that's what i think yeah um but yeah it is uh I, it would have been a joke that we would have made i was just too distracted by the fact that they included jet so i couldn't <laughs> i couldn't see past the red in I, was, my eyes. I was too distracted that gobs uh master was an actual real life dude yeah yeah who uh you know anywho <laughs> Let's get started with the pro fallout stuff. Uh, Peter says, via contact. While a lot of criticism is leveled at Bethesda for their okay at best main quest and writing, the story is not why I play these games. I play them to explore, and Bethesda is a master of hiding little nuggets around the map. I remember opening a Powalski preservation chamber and finding a deactivated protectron inside, or uh, crawling down a sewer drain that was apparently a Chinese listening post, or finding a dead Talon mercenary slumped against the wall surrounded by spent ammo, dead ghouls, and blood. It's things like this that keep me buying with those open-world RPGs. Little set pieces totally unrelated to the main quest, or any quest, that let your mind wander and create your own story about what happened. Yeah. Me too. Yep, that is... Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't is, disagree with any of that. Neither do I. That is one of the things that people say a lot of, in favor of, uh, of Fallout 3, is that mm-hmm. there, uh, is that the overworld is, is kind of more intricately designed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that, that stuff is good. Um, I think that, like... You know, 
that's part of like memory stuff. You're forgetting a lot of tunnels that you go down. Yep. Um, you know, the, a lot of su- time in subways, but mm-hmm. the actual, the overall stuff is pretty cool. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I feel like we did a good job of, of praising that in the, uh, the second episode. Yeah. You know, I would like to think that we gave that its credit, but, um, and that is why, like, even as much as I was very lukewarm on Skyrim, like mm-hmm. I'll buy Elder Scrolls six, like I'll buy Bethesda yeah. games when they come out. Like, <laughs> well, you're part of the problem. Out, well, totally. Well, they come out at like a frequency where I'm just ready for them. Like, yeah. When I was playing Fallout 4, I was like, oh, I'm ready for this. Like, <laughs> I want to just explore, like, a big, you know, world, regardless of whether... And the game turned out, I ended up liking it a lot. But yeah. even if I didn't, I was still ready to just walk around and explore. It's weird. It's like Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... Every- it's, it's, it's very similar. Like, the Pokemon comes out at a rate in which I'm ready for a new Pokemon <laughs> when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Joe writes in via contact saying, Gary asked for someone to explain why they like Fallout 3's main story. So here I am. I think I like the main plot because I always play RPGs as a goody-goody messianic character. After listening to the first Fallout 3 episode, I totally get how Gary's Butcher Pete playthrough would be unsatisfying. For what it's worth, it sounds hilarious, though. Everything seems to be written for the good point of view. Knowing what I know about Fallout 1 and 2 from your episodes, the plot isn't as good as those, but I like to think that it stands up okay for a modern game. I do like the idea of being the hero of the wasteland, but I freely admit it requires a huge suspension of disbelief and tolerance for Liberty Prime-esque shenanigans. I can't wait to hear what you guys think of the side quests and DLC, because they represent the highs. Holy shit, Operation Anchorage as dope as fuck, and I love the mechanizer versus the antagonist. Um, and the lows. Broken Steel is fun, but kind of dumb. Yeah, I don't uh, – uh, the couple things like unpack, like one of the things uh, is that I'm totally gra- grading on a curve, right? Like oh, yeah. I can't separate the fact that I'm grading as a fan of the series. Mm-hmm. So um, as far as video game plots go, like, say, you know, providing water for a wasteland is mm-hmm. is fine. Yeah. You know, like if, if I was just picking up a random shooter or a random RPG, like that's fine. I don't think that's particularly dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think that things that are going to come up – that would be a problem regardless of what video game it is, is when you rely on emotional beats that are unearned. Um, that's, that's a problem in, in any kind of fiction, I think. Yeah. And Fallout three does it really bad. Um, but also, and I addressed this in the last episode and, and this was, you hadn't heard this at the time, Joe, so I don't blame you, but um, I played through as a good guy many a time. So uh, butcher Pete, like did have a particularly unsatisfying experience. Um, I chose butcher Pete, not in order to paint a straw man of the worst possible version of the game because <laughs> I've, Played the good version, but just so we could talk about more content with yeah. Cole's kind of abolitionist crusader. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, DLC, like side quests and DLC stuff, like we did talk a lot of sugar about that. Um, I don't think we like Operation Amper- Anchorage as much as you do, mm-hmm. but uh, we both really like the idea of the, me- the mechanist and the antagonizer mm-hmm. at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Sean says by contact. Um, I bought Fallout 3 for something like $10 at a GameStop during grad school. I wasn't sure I would like it and decided to take the risk after two failed attempts at Oblivion. On some random Saturday night, I felt like starting a new game and threw in Fallout 3 around 9 p.m. I didn't realize how long I'd played it until my wife got home at 1 a.m. and asked how long it had been. I was then, it was then that I knew I had a winner on my hands. I played Fallout 3 straight through three times in a row. First good, then evil, then the game of the year version for the DLC. I still didn't touch all the content in it. I need to revisit it to get the pit and one of the other DLCs, but I've been playing Fallout 4 and liking it, so it'll probably be a while. It occurred to me tonight that if it wasn't for this game and its constant thrill of exploration and rewards, I probably never would have gotten into Dark Souls. That was the real game I wanted and never knew that became as rewarding all the time without all the extra junk. Fallout 3 (laughs) still makes my list of favorite games, and to this day, I wonder if I should retry Oblivion. What do you two think? 
So two things there. Uh, mm-hmm. The environmental storytelling, definitely this is a good uh, kind of very digestible version of that. Um, I can't cite what the uh, uh, what, what what article this was, but there was a great uh, something awful article that was brought up in one of the threads about uh, like, oh, you can tell this is environmental storytelling because there's a skeleton next to a thing. Yeah, I think I said that in the first episode, too, okay. like from referencing that. I mean, okay. I'm not like, oh, it was me who said that. Like I was referencing <laughs> the same 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 joke. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, but like, which, is, which is pretty funny. Yeah. But, but I mean, just like if this is your first introduction to like that in a in an immersive 3D world. Then, 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 yeah, definitely Dark Souls is more dense with that and, you know, does it in more ways than just kind of proximity. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's I, I think that I think that is a valid point. As for Oblivion, I've played it probably more recently than you have, Gary, mm-hmm. like 2011, something like that. So within the past five years, um, it's not an unmitigated recommendation. Like there are fundamental flaws with that game, you know, not the least of which, uh, uh, you know. Not the least of which is the level curve kind of bullshit that happens with there. But I guess you can mod that out now if you're playing it on PC um, and mm-hmm. also just kind of the blandness of the setting. But I replayed it so I could get to the uh, um, the Shivering Isles DLC, mm-hmm. which came out after my initial playthrough. And I was like, well, I might as well take this fresh because I'm unemployed. Why not? Um, and from that perspective to get there, like Shivering Isles is the point lookout of that game. Mm-hmm. I would say that it probably justifies at least a beeline to that. And also, like, there are some good guild quests in that. Like, it is a <laughs> it is an Elder Scrolls game if you're looking for another Elder Scrolls game um, in every respect, aside from the fact that Skyrim is more mechanically sound. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Skyrim is more mechanically sound. It is also, it does so much streamlining mm-hmm. with the, uh, the perks and, and stats and stuff. Like, yeah. if you get any enjoyment out of like fiddly crunch when uh-huh. it comes to RPGs, it, it reduces that. So if that, it just depends on whether that's an uh, attractant or detriment mm-hmm. to you, um, at least from my memories. And it's been probably like 2010. So it hasn't been that long, that much longer since I played oblivion. Uh-huh. I think it's worth playing. Um, you just have to, uh, you know, I wouldn't do the main quest. <laughs> like, I think if you like the sandboxy part of Fallout three, like just go and don't, Think, you know, don't go into it thinking you're ever going to really do that yeah. stuff. Just uh, do the guild stuff. The guild stuff is the best in the series, I think. Yeah. Um, and the I can get the, the environments are bland, but also I like, uh, you know, I like dragons. I like I like fantasy stuff. I like, I like bows and arrows. Like I like that yep. stuff. So yeah. if you dig that stuff, like it's a good articulation yeah. of that. Like Oblivion is great for like running along and then getting a little marker on your compass that says, hey, there's a necromancer dungeon over there. Go, mm-hmm. to, go there and avoid some traps and kill a bunch of skeletons and get it, some potions at the end of it. It's also secretly my best or my favorite uh, archery game mm-hmm. because it's the one with the most broken potion system and playing an <laughs> archer that poisons your, your arrows uh-huh. um, really works in that game. Yeah. And is really fun. It'll let you kind of bat above your weight class and, mm-hmm. and, and fight tougher things. So I really like oblivion. Um, you know, in retrospect, it is probably like all three of the modern elder scroll games. None of them <laughs> do everything right. right. I think oblivion might be my favorite, oh. um, but keep in mind that's modding out the level system or modding the level yeah. system to be, or failing that, like you're playing this on a console, um, checking out some like wiki page that lets you avoid uh, getting cut by the bad end of that blade. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I mean that would that would be that'd be my take, but um, it it also depends. Like if you're in the middle of Fallout Four too, like <laughs> there's still you're still just Bethesda in and out. So see how you feel after Fallout Four. Like I think, and and pro tip for Fallout Four, if you can gauge it, about five hours before you get sick of 
Bethesda-ness, mm-hmm. go for the main quest of Fallout 4 because it's actually really good. It's, mm-hmm. it's the best main quest that I've seen in a Bethesda game. Hmm. And uh, I was bummed out by the fact that I was a little bit kind of over Bethesda. Oh, yeah. And I wish I could have taken my time more with it. So okay. leave yourself. It's the opposite of Oblivion in that respect. <laughs> like, leave yourself time to do the main quest because it's pretty good. Okay. Uh, moving on here, Michael writes in via contact. Again, we're still in the pro section. I'm um, mm-hmm. saying, I grew up on console games, only touching my PC for a few select titles. And then came Fallout 3. While rarely a fan of first-person games, there was something insanely fun about walking around the wasteland, smashing and stabbing things with my melee build character as Butcher Pete played in the background. While the decision of what to do with Megaton loomed in my mind, I ventured out and just explored. The moment that really sealed this game uh, as something special was when the distress call from Riley's Rangers interrupted my music. I realized that by simply walking through the area, I stumbled across an interesting side quest, a term which had been an an oxymoron up until then. Interesting side quest. I went on to finish Fallout 3 and was much more open to Western RPGs afterwards, especially when New Vegas hit. That, uh, That one is still my favorite. I've gone back and listened to the Fallout and Fallout 2 episodes recently to vicariously experience those, so I'm glad you're doing three now. I yeah. would recommend going and playing at least two. Yeah, I think so. It, it's interesting that this, this kind of ties into your closing thoughts on Fallout 3 is the idea that this is like, for some people, this is going to be the first introduction to like mm-hmm. the things that I love about Western RPGs and yeah. interesting side quests are one of those things. Uh-huh. You know, like that's something that uh, uh, is a hallmark of that genre. Mm -hmm. And if this is the first time you've seen it, like, welcome, dog. Like, (laughs) come on in. There's plenty. Like, let me introduce you to my friend. Welcome to the WRPG party. (laughs) Yeah, it is a good party. Um, Join me because our numbers are dwindling and uh, and we need you to repopulate the Western RPG earth. Um, You know, we're getting we're getting taken over by I, I mean, I don't even know what. Is a modern Western RPG. <laughs> JRPGs are like. dead. <laughs> survival but, games. Survival games. Yeah, there we go. Um, you know, because th- this kind of like uh, that kind of side quest structure is something that I've always loved about the genre. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if, if, if and and Riley's Rangers, I thought, was one of the like the lesser ones in this game. So, like, mm-hmm. if uh, man, I'm really glad that you went on New Vegas where like yeah. the side quests are, are figuratively and literally fantastic. Glad you took off the fucking training wheels, you stupid baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> no, I, I don't mean that at all. I'm just I making just, a straw man out of this. It's just like, interesting that that idea that like yeah, this probably did get a lot of people into Western RPGs, which mm-hmm. is great because yeah. Western RPGs are the best genre of video games. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, like, like the Xbox 360 was the first PC that I had that really uh, could run those when I was ready for them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, could, I could see it. Yeah. Um, I mean, and people probably had similar experiences with the Xbox and Morrowind. Yep. You know, if they were just a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so, I mean, again, those kind of these middle tier Bethesda games, like if they're introducing people to this genre, go with them. Um, I, I appreciate that. And I'm, I'm glad uh, I'm glad we did three now, too. This is yep. turning me around. That warms my heart. <laughs> I can get more people to play New Vegas and, well, and played one and two. Yeah, like 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 go and play New Vegas. Like this is a satisfying labor, even if the labor wasn't satisfying, like playing this game was kind of like, oh, this is kind of a bummer. But like mm-hmm. the conclusions we draw from it and the, you know, what we are putting out there, it's still it still feels good to do. Yeah. 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 Um, Steven says by contact. There was a specific moment in Fallout 3 that stuck with me, though the details are hazy. Exploring one of the game's uh, many nearly identical subway systems, I ran into a ghoul, much like the feral ghouls I'd run to moments before. Weirdly, this guy had a party hat on. I panicked. I blew his skinless birthday hat-wearing head clean off. 
I felt unsure of my actions. I wasn't sure if I had inadvertently pissed him off somehow or if he was non-hostile and I was jumpy. Exploring the area, I saw that he had a cute little Nuka-Cola collection and kept caged red roaches. I started to become convinced that he was just an excitable dude with a party hat and I was a horrible monster. I thought it was really funny, but I also felt pretty guilty. Just the other day, I looked this fellow up on the Fallout Wiki, and it turns out that he was, uh, in fact, completely out of his mind and will attempt to murder you on sight. <laughs> I guess I didn't have much of a choice in the matter, but the flexibility of a game world that responds to your behavior allowed me to doubt my actions. As much as Fallout 3's more restrictive nature disappointed some fans of the series, the base game's ending sure didn't help it, uh, it served as a good stepping stone for me to get more out of uh, the style of RPGs that focus on your immersion and impact on the game world. Yeah, again, yeah. Like, there's a nice little piece to that other one. Mm-hmm. Like Baby's first WRPG. <laughs> you know, it is it is the it is the the intro point for for this cool philosophy of game design. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm 21 years old. Give me a bottle of beer. I want to play <laughs> Fallout. <laughs> I'm 21. Give me Fallout, free. <laughs> um, this that sounds like I'm making fun of you. It's actually warming the cockles of my heart. That it is uh, yeah. the idea that it's the, the people who are saying like, "Hey, this was really great." This one specific moment introduced me to this idea, and it's mm-hmm. like, it's such a such an important and such my favorite thing that games can do. That even mm-hmm. the worst executions of it are still valuable. Yeah, you know, it's like. Uh, even even the version of that that's not, I don't think, very good in comparison mm-hmm. is still awesome because it's fundamentally an awesome thing to do in a game. Yeah. So so good job. Yeah. Good job, Bethesda. Good job, Fallout 3. <laughs> Let's move on to some more mixed and ambivalent opinions about Fallout 3. Brian writes in via contact saying, I wasn't a big fan of Fallout 3 as a Fallout game. The plot was annoying and it seemed like a lot of the elements were reused just because Bethesda wasn't sure how to signal that it was Fallout otherwise. As a post-apocalyptic survival simulator, though, Fallout 3 is one of my favorite games. I modded it up and spent 600 hours scavenging the capital wasteland looking for bullets and food, running from feral ghouls and raiders, and trying not to die of starvation, radiation, or hot lead poisoning. Some of my best gaming memories come from those games of Fallout 3, and so regardless of my quibbles uh, with the game, I'm really glad Bethesda decided to continue the series. Yeah, I wonder when you said you modded it up, I wonder if you those are like survival mods. I think so. I've got a section at the end of this is like, oh, interesting ways to play. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I, I, I kind of assume that they're talking about food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they're as, talking about food, that's definitely um, which I love. The uh, There's the J.E. Sawyer mod that he did for New Vegas, which I really love, hmm. which just is like because New Vegas already has a survival mode and it, it helps, but it doesn't make it. But the the one that the you know J.E. Sawyer did yeah. is incredible. Like it just makes you like you are hungry and desperate, and like <laughs> it you know it it ludically makes it like where it's like oh at the end of this quest I can get a little bit more karma or a little bit more money. Um, <laughs> I would like to do the right thing, but I need that money to live, mm-hmm. and that's a really cool situation for a game to create. Yeah, um, and and it does a really good job of that. Um, so I can see that with mods. It's something that, like when we were talking about uh, Operation Anchorage, it feels a little bit like a mod. Yeah. To me, like a way of just like making the game a different type of game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Weirdly like a total conversion kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sam says, by contact, I bounced off of Fallout 1. Sorry, Gary. Uh, forgiveness pending. <laughs> um, but this game just clicked. However, the main quest definitely struggles with pacing and dramatic tension in the back half. Arriving at the Enclave, I destroyed Eden after a little stroll in a chat without pausing to get a sense for this outpost of humanity, uh, which the game usually excels at. When I escaped, I went back and, went back and got trained in the famous power armor, which I'd surely get, uh, get to use a bunch of the next mission, right? But secretly, it's the last one. 
and that there's no payoff afterwards, it speaks poorly to the game's writing that I didn't even realize I was that close to the end. I hope New Vegas will have some better writing, but I'm excited either way. I think the run-up to the very end quest of New Vegas is a little bit dicier. Like, you're going to run into a little bit of the same problem um, mm. with that just because of the way that game is structured. But here, it definitely does fall into, like, uh, oh, gosh, the, the most egregious offender recently um, was uh, was Dragon Age Inquisition, where I didn't realize I was done until I was done. Oh, weird. I didn't realize yeah. you'd beat that. I don't think we've, we've, we've talked about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I beat it. Um, okay. Um yeah, because I, I, I would talk to you. We should. I mean, it makes no sense that you're Mark Extra so time to talk like off mic time to talk about Dragon Age Inquisition. But I'd be curious as to what you think, because yeah. you'd be the first like non-series super fan mm-hmm. I talked to who beat it. Um, I have a lot of problems with that game. Oh, me too. Um, <laughs> like, the, uh, yeah, two, yeah two, uh, two, two is definitely my favorite entry in the series and the places where that uh, game succeeded like um, were the places where it most resembled to. Yeah, man, you're speaking my language yeah. as, a, as a Dragon Age 2 defender. Yep. Um, the uh, uh, did, you, did you ever play Rage? Oh, the uh, the id game? Yeah. No. Uh, Rage ends out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> like you, you go to a second town, and it's like the big town. You're like the big hub. Yeah, big like town. center of civilization. Yeah. It's a big town where all the mongos go. <laughs> um, the mongo fruit. Uh, go, and you, you go to you go to this new city and then the first mission you go through on the city is the last mission of the game. Oh, fuck. It makes no sense. It, it is it is ridiculous. Um, yeah, that, that's like that's a bad uh, feeling. I, like New Vegas, if I remember right, um, and it might be because I was trying to play as many sides as I could. Yeah. The ending thing kind of felt more climactic. Oh. Um, but it also you also have to do it like you actually <laughs> have to you know do the ending. It's not like Liberty Prime just does it for you. So yeah. like. At the very least, I have that going for it. <laughs> Definitely. My, my my first impression, and not to turn this in, in, into New Vegas uh, cast, uh, is that I got shunted into the S-Man quest. Um, okay. Just because I was playing all the sides against yeah. uh, against each other. And uh, that does end pretty quickly. Just because yeah. just because there's not as much like narrative hay to make. Because you've burned all your bridges up to that point. If I recall, like the, if you, the Yes-Man, siding with Yes-Man makes all those the side stuff and extra stuff at the end kind of optional. Hmm. Like if you want to do stuff and kind of fuck over the other factions, mm-hmm. it has impacts on the end of the game. Right. Or if you want to make alliances, like, yeah. like you can ally with like the boomers and stuff like that. Yeah. It's been a while since I played new Vegas. Um, yeah. Yeah. I wonder how soon I could start playing new Vegas and still have it fresh enough in my memory. If we did. So I wouldn't have just like literally playing it a year later. Cause I... you know, you probably have yes, man, man. Like, Yes, man, is so good. I know, right? I, yeah. uh, I, I don't. I don't want to talk too much more about it because I really don't want this to turn into like a backdoor New Vegas cast. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. I, we'll I'm, just shunt in a month of New Vegas. Let's into the schedule. That, that's what I mean by right expedite it. Like I just yeah. like we we need to wait at least a quarter, but like we may need to do that sooner rather than later because I don't want the revenant. I don't want this revenant of uh, of Bethesda RPGs, specifically Fallout, hanging over our heads. Like I'd love for our winter Western RPG, RPG to be a different to to, to be not bethesda because the past two years have been but i don't know i don't know that i can wait i don't know that i can wait to talk about new vegas because this is so fresh let's do it like end of spring yeah like do another month of that and then we 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 pack it really thoughtfully with like games we can manage around it yep and then we find a different you know it's like icewind dale or something yeah in in the in the or or like like a like arcanum you know yeah arcanum or or i mean i would fuck man if you want to get me to play mass effect that's the way you're going to do it (laughs) i you know i i'm interested in staying friends with you um (laughs) (laughs) because if we did mass effect (laughs) one 
it would just yeah. be like, no, no, you don't understand. I don't like this game. I like two. Yeah, it just gets better in two. Or if you could convince me, like I still enough people have told me to play two that I'm yeah. open to the idea of like reading a really good summary of one. Like yeah. I don't think I'm open to the idea of playing one because I've tried a bunch, but. Uh-huh. I would, you know, that might be like a modern Bioware RPG or Dragon Age or something like uh-huh. a modern Bioware might be a good yeah. winter fit for next mm-hmm. year. Yeah. But, um, uh, but yeah, like I just have, have I laid out my reasoning. I don't want this hanging over us. I want to play this sooner rather than later. I want to play yeah. Fallout 4 first, but uh, yeah. this has well, given and, me the thirst. And if we do that, then we're kind of done with Bethesda games. Like I feel bit. like we've said what we've, you know, we can, we could be done with Bethesda games for years. Mm-hmm. Like we've, we've done Bethesda, <laughs> you know, and like, I like that idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's uh, let's let, well, let's let's put that on the yeah. Like, I'll, I'll go. Yeah, do. yeah. I'll I'll, uh, I'll put a note on this in the database, um, and yeah. we can we can revisit that when we're planning uh, Q3. So yeah, I'm I'm into it, and hopefully nobody who's listening to this is like ugh. It seems like people <laughs> have responded really well Pe- to these episodes. So I people, think people are definitely into it. Like this is the the <laughs> it's funny. The uh, the the part one of this was our most downloaded episode of uh, 2015, even mm-hmm. though even though it came out um, the last day of 2015. Yeah. So. So yeah, people people hopefully want to hear us talk about this, and I yeah I like that idea. I would love to get this. You know, it's it's been it's the six month period of like followed immersion. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm into that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> is this uh, is this me or you? Yes, this this is me with Lori. So Lori writes in via contact, and we are still in the ambivalent phase, um, saying, I never took any particular interest in the Fallout series until my husband told me it was Skyrim with guns, and that's in quotes. Not long after uh, you announced that you would be playing it, um, I decided to finally give it a try. I was hooked as soon as I read the birthday poem, right up to fighting on the heels of Optimus, um, I mean Liberty Prime. The giant robot's dialogue especially had me laughing. I spent most of the game lost in identical hallways and subway tunnels or desperately trying to find my way uh, to the next checkpoint only to find no direct route available. This left me feeling railroaded into specific encounters and limited the open world feel. Confusing level designs and constant retracing of my steps had had me a little bit more uh, had me a little bit more than frustrated. I was surprised how the main storyline just ended. In every other Bethesda game I'd played, you could continue enjoying being a badass after the world was saved. When the credits rolled and I could not continue, I was shocked. Comparing notes with my husband about the ending of Fallout 4, we decided that while both seemed unsatisfying, Fallout 3 was actually worse. I enjoyed Fallout 3 and may come back to try out the DLCs, but for now, I am enjoying New Vegas too much uh, to backtrack. Overall, it is a really good game, but New Vegas does it better. I'm looking forward to uh, to four, uh, but also going back to play one and two. Speaking my language, <laughs> I like it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> more, they, more they, love they, for Fallout Two. They, they have fallen into your web. I love Fallout Two, man. I'm, I'm a two in New Vegas, man. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I um, yeah, I'm I uh, the a lady friend of mine. I got to. Uh, I had an extra download code for Fallout One and got her to play that. And it's like yes, yes more power. More. <laughs> yep. it's just uh that, that's what gives me power it gives me strength the um yeah i i don't uh disagree with any of the things that that you say in mm-hmm. that like those are good things and problems with it i i don't like liberty prime but yeah. i get like again the idea of him is 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 funny and fine yeah 
It is just that you're on, you know, unnecessary. I actually like the ending of Fallout 4. You guys got to get more uh, people on the level to beat Fallout 4, so I have a, an opportunity to talk <laughs> yeah, about it. I talked with Ben about that. Like, uh, he's he's beaten it, and I just need to beat it, which I may end up expediting so we can just yeah. <laughs> knock the series out. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, but yeah, I already mentioned to Ben, like, we can get Gary on and do a bonus level about it. Yeah, I would, I would love a chance to talk about it, because, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got feelings about it <laughs> the um yeah so i uh, thank you Lori. yeah it's, uh, it's weird to think that fallout 3 might be like the equivalent of morrowind for certain people who came up uh, r- uh really used to uh um skyrim as oh, like yeah. the progression of uh of of bethesda streamlining their science yeah 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 that's because to me the the difference between i mean i guess they're pretty well spaced out because the difference between fallout 3 and oblivion is pretty pretty wide golf and the difference between oblivion and Morrowind is pretty wide as well yeah um, um oblivion was 2006 spaced. fallout was 2008 and then skyrim was 2011 so yeah i mean not just even time just in like how more advanced it feels oh yeah no so much more advanced it feels um joe says eye contact for the longest time i couldn't find anyone who felt the same way i do and uh fallout 3 is worse than new vegas if anything <laughs> most people i spoke to said fallout 3 was their favorite it should be noted that these people usually hadn't played one or two <laughs> i didn't get it Fallout 3, in my opinion, is a largely dour affair, both visually and tonally. It has almost none of the series' trademark humor, and worst of all, it strips the player of a significant amount of agency. While that may not be such a big deal in the average game, it's kind of what Fallout is all about, tackling problems pretty much any way you want. I love Joe. Um, (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) I guess I wanted to relay an observation that occurred to me recently about Fallout 3 and the series as a whole. I've heard a lot of people complain about Fallout 4 because of what they perceive as limitations on player choice and the ability to roleplay within the game. Invariably, the same people pine for the days of Fallout 3. I personally feel like these people aren't wrong. I recognize that there are agency limitations in Fallout 4, but to me, they're a natural extension of the limitations of Fallout 3. The thing is, I love Fallout 4. I think it's my favorite of the Bethesda era. In trying to harmonize these two apparently contradictory positions, all I can figure is that I got my disappointment out of my system seven years ago. (laughs) Uh, Fallout 3 taught me that Bethesda games simply aren't going to be what the Interplay games were, though New Vegas came damn close. (laughs) That being said, Fallout 3 also taught me to appreciate the Bethesda games on their own merits. It is funny, though, when Fallout 4 separatists uh, complain (laughs) that Fallout isn't Fallout anymore. If anything, Fallout hasn't been Fallout for a while now. But it's still fun. God, man, like Fallout fandoms and like Silent Hill fandoms, if they like just walked into a room with each other, they would have a lot to talk about, about how their nostalgia (laughs) was better than the other people's nostalgia. (laughs) My nostalgia is bigger. (laughs) Like, Uh, oh, my gosh, just man, talk about just fans who deserve each other. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's what why we came together. We're like the Montagues and the the Capri, Capulets of uh, how of how are we? <laughs> like, well, I'm the Fallout fan, and you're the uh, the Silent Hill fan. I fan suppose. We, yeah. We came together. The, well, um, well, no. What that means is we're both like. Well, I, a I'm not shitty about Silent Hill. No, no. Uh, <laughs> that's a back end thing to say. <laughs> well, I guess I am shitty about Fallout. No, you're not shitty about no, Fallout. I <laughs> I just like that as a standing statement. Like, well, no, that's not true. For one, I'm not shitty about Silent Hill. Um, it looks like the Montagues and the Montagues or something like that. Like you something know? closer to. Uh, yeah. We're, uh, we're, we're, no, we're just we're just both on different sides. Like you're Mercur- you're Mercutio and I'm Tibble. Like, there we go. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I agree with everything Joe is saying. Like that's mm-hmm. that's that's really good. Like I I miss him. Like I think I like New Vegas more than four, or I definitely do. But mm-hmm. I do like think that uh, you know. The people when talk about role playing in four, they're not wrong, mm-hmm. but four is still really great. And like squaring that circle, like, you know, a lot of why I love four is how much it's just three, but better. Yep. You know, so I, I think I'm in the same spot. Go Joe. <laughs> 
Go Joe. Tim writes in me in contact saying, man, I have a lot to say about Fallout 3 and a lot of mixed feelings. So let's start with the good. The thing that Fallout 3 did great was the exploration and dungeon crawling. Everywhere you walk always reveals a place to explore, and there are almost always secrets to reveal. Uh, Stuff like finding a random text adventure game on a terminal or randomly finding the Fisto uh, in some ruins is great. What's the Fisto, Gary? Uh, it's a, a power fist. Okay. A named cool. power fist. It's also a robot in New Vegas. It was <laughs> better than every character in Fallout 3. <laughs> uh. Uh, Tim continues. The Pit DLC may be some of, the, uh, some of the best that the game has to offer story-wise. It's difficult to decide what is the right path to take. Let the slavers stay in power and feel bad about it, or kill the slavers and worry about the future of the pit, with the power uh, in the area gone. It doesn't help that the leader of the slavers is a cooler dude than the leader of the resistance, who is kind of a dick. Now for the bad. The story is a rehash of the first two game stories. You are hunting a gek and killing Enclave soldiers while dealing with super mutants. I know why they did it, uh, but I wish that they had added something new to the mix. The worst thing about uh, this is the lack of choice. You always side with the Brotherhood of Steel, and the game gives you absolutely no reason to make the other choice at the end of the main quest. Same goes for the DLC that lets you continue the game. It's really difficult to roleplay due to the leveling system. The story, uh, to the, due to the story and the leveling system, the story forces you to be an 18-year-old looking for your father, which I really hate. The leveling system lets you create a dude that is pretty much good at everything due to being able to choose a perk at every level. While some people like this, I would rather have a character that is more specialized or, in the very least, really difficult uh, to be good at everything. So, yeah. Fallout 3 was amazing back in the day, but other games have since come out that do what Fallout 3 did better. New Vegas makes it really hard to go back, and now that 4 is out, I might not ever touch 3 again. Still a good game that I have great memories of. You're right. Yeah. Those are all, like, it is uh, perfect. I was thinking about the the ending of it and it trying to do that sacrifice, and the more I think about it, the more I think that it is the creators trying to live up to the you know, the big, cause I, I was, when I was recommending fallout one, um, the, uh, something that, I, that we take for granted, I know you're not as big a fallout one fan as I am, but mm-hmm. like that ending is devastating and great. Yeah. Like I feel like that ending is in top tier video game endings. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're trying to go for that kind of gravitas and just miss the mark uh-huh. completely. Like it had to be a big ending. You mm-hmm. know, you couldn't just let the player play that, play the game because we have this, these shoes to fill right? and, uh, and they just, you know, don't do it. Um, but it is it is just taking elements of the first two and trying to do it. So yeah. you're you're one hundred percent right. Yeah, I definitely agree that Fallout the, the ending of Fallout <clears throat> One is among the strongest parts of uh, Fallout One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And moving on to the anti Fallout Three stuff, uh, Danny says via contact. Fallout and I have a weird relationship. Some entries in the series, namely two in New Vegas, just happen to fl- uh, flick all the right switches for me. Even Fallout One did a little something for me when I managed to get to run properly. Fallout 3, however, doesn't manage to get me as excited as the other entries. In fact, it currently holds the distinction of being the only game to make me fall asleep at 3 p.m. on a Saturday, which happened to me in high school. I didn't touch the game for several years after that until just recently when I decided to give it another shot, and boy, I was still not wrong about that game. I finally pinned (laughs) down uh, that it just didn't have enough of a hook to really drag me into the world, and even when I uh, really tried my damnedest to get into it and the DLCs, I still found myself fighting back the urge to close out of the game and run through New Vegas again. 
Try as I might, I've never done anything that wasn't along the main storyline for the game and can't really see myself trudging through another playthrough just to see more doll environments or have gunfights near Burnt Tree number 675. Oh, that's one of the better burnt trees, though. It's a good burnt tree. Yeah. There's a little leveled cache of loot. You can get some Red X. <laughs> so. Oh, that's going to be pretty good for uh, irradiated glowing puddle number 462. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. So tell me, tell me if I'm crazy, but like I fell asleep during this thing kind of seems like a positive for different kind of things, but not games. Like I fall asleep reading books all the time, but that's because mm-hmm. I read books at, uh, I read books at, uh, at nighttime, right. When I'm, when I'm laying in bed. Um, and then like, if I'm in the comfort of my own home and I'm sitting still and watching a movie and it's a movie that I know and I fall asleep during it, I don't, I don't bear any ill will toward the movie. Yeah. I mean, it depends on why. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no, there's no context. It's either you fell asleep because it was too boring and you fell mm-hmm. asleep. Or you fell asleep yeah. because you were so connected to it. Yeah, and I was relaxed yeah. and like, yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. So it could it could be uh, could be multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. I can see either or. Yeah, Holland yeah. writes in via contact. Or did you have anything else to say about that? No. Okay. Yep. Holland writes in via contact saying, as a super late uh, 360 adopter, picked one up two years ago, I had a few friends offer up a lot of recommended titles to borrow. One friend gave me a a copy of Fallout 3 to play. I never played any of the entries in the series before, and my friend described it to me as Skyrim with the time period and aesthetics of Bioshock. All the radiation in the wasteland couldn't make my game boner go away. (laughs) I typically love open world games and end up playing 60 to 80 hours before my interest burns out. But with Fallout 3, I only made it to the 20 hour mark before I had to give up and play Phantom Pain. It just didn't feel as rewarding as the other games I've played in the genre. Maybe it's just the way that I played or the character that I rolled, but my feelings of empowerment felt like an on-off switch rather than a curve. Enemies and hazards were too strong and too fast until suddenly everything was a one-shot. I didn't feel like I was growing in the world so much as just happened across good equipment. Also, I know this is a silly thing to complain about in an open world game, but there was too much to do. Every quest ran me into three other people uh, that had quests, and it felt very overwhelming and unfun to manage, even with the quest menu. Sure, I had some good times. I made some friends with vampires. I found some some obscure Lincoln paraphernalia, and I recreated the police station scene from the first Terminator film with a bunch of super mutants. But by hour 20, the last six of which were spent trying to clear out the subway system, what a mistake, um, I, still, <laughs> um, I still had not made it to Zoo Dog because everyone I met uh, needed help right now, and I was too scared of game consequences to ignore them. Um, I was glad I dipped my toes into the universe, but I think I'll stick to my Phantom's Pain in Spider-Man's 2. Two irradiated boners out of five. Are said boners wormy? Let me know. All right. Yeah, Cole added that wormy note. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, just so you don't think this guy's making that no. thing. <laughs> the, um, the, um, you know, wormy that, that, boners. I, it's funny, too, because I think Fallout 3 is one of the least egregious as far as that, like, quest-interrupting quest thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if you have this, if you're on the same page, but for me, the worst game out of all these for that is Skyrim. Oh. Where, like, all the Skyrim quests send you to another town, and then each town begins with a quest. Then. <laughs> so every time I would get to a town and then just try to run, like, holding my ears to get <laughs> la, to the la, quest, la, la. you know, thing, not to pick up this new quest. Like, yeah. it's really immersion-breaking in general to even, even if you start playing with, like, oh, there's no sense of urgency to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to kind of admit that to yourself, and then once you admit <laughs> that to yourself, it kind of ruins 
some of the yeah. feeling. It turns into a uh, turns into a to do list emulator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yep. And that is my everyday life. Every single waking moment. Yeah. So, so it's it's a fun thing to find in video games as well. I know, right? Um, Gordon says via contact. After years of listening to the show, I'm excited to finally get uh, the chance to return the favor of taking an enormous dump on something you love. I think, well, yeah, I don't know, but that's going to be too good. Um, uh, what, what, what an odd sentence. Um, I think Fallout 3 is a bad game. Since you two are the literary types, I'm confident you covered the bad writing in the main episode, so I'll fo- focus on the god-awful map design. This starts showing itself as early as Megaton, which is absolutely aggravating to navigate and a good microcosm of the game to focus on. When you first walk in, it looks tremendous, a ramshackle town built around an unexploded nuclear bomb. After you get past this introduction, the actual implementation just falls flat on its face. Every building is visually indistinguishable, making picking out your house, the shop, or the inn pretty difficult. On top of this, navigating the space is needlessly frustrating due to the way that the town is split up. I would follow my map to try to get to the point where I wanted, only to find that it was on a different level and the only access point was on the other side of town. Frankly, by the end of this, I would have nuked the entire town if I hadn't (laughs) defused the bomb before I realized how much I would need it. Uh, The design of the other two main towns is pretty bad as well. How do you mess up a bu- uh, building a town in the superstructure of a ship? By having all the rooms as cabins in the boring and identical corridors, that's how. I can't even remember how long I spent wandering around the Brotherhood of Steel base trying to find someone. Any hostile building combines both bad gameplay and maps into one unholy marriage as you force yourself through uninteresting encounters in a dull location that's hard to navigate. Fallout 3's only real good point is its attractive overworld, which is actually interesting to wander around. The subway gates that undermine that, but even still... I wouldn't deny that they did build one good map. Practically, all the uh, game's other features get in the way of this. So my conclusion is that Fallout 3 is an amazing eight-hour walking simulator padded out with 92 hours of garbage. <laughs> I, You would never hear me say those, that point is wrong. Um, <laughs> like, I wonder what we shat on that, that is, this is specific revenge for, because <sighs> joke's on you. I, I think I, I agree with almost everything you're saying. Yeah, like, no, is, uh, this might be a shot at me. I don't know. Uh, we, you know, we, we, we tend to shed a less than favorable light on things people like, like that's something we do. I'm just curious as a specific thing. Yeah. I'm not saying we've not, I'm not saying we haven't done it. <laughs> I just wonder what specific shit it was that we shat. Yeah. Um, I, I also think that Gordon was being kind of tongue in cheek. No, of course. I mean. <laughs> I just, I was just curious. The, um, yeah, the map, I complained about at least the maps of the Brotherhood of Steel compound, mm-hmm. but yeah, they are really bad. And, and like, that's kind of a tradition. Fallout has always had bad maps. <laughs> um, but like, boy, are they annoying to get around. Yeah. Um, does Fallout 4 fix the Z axis problem? Nope. Oh, fuck. Um, there's, a, there's an indicator whether something is up or down. Oh, well, that's what um, I need. That's all that I need. It's, it's not very strong though. Uh. Um, and the sucky thing about Fallout 4 is the first dungeon that the game sends you to is the worst one in the game by a mile. Oh, so it's, it's like Fallout 2. It's re- yep. It's it's well, it's not even in the, it's not in the tutorial, but like it's not really the first. I guess it's the the second dungeon. Uh-huh. Um, but it's really bad. It's legendarily bad. You may have saw um, like the video game hot dogs guy. We're all complaining about it on Twitter. Yeah. Um, the Cor- but fear the Corvega plant. Like um, here's the pro tip for anyone who hasn't played Fallout Four. You have to go in the elevator. Like the elevator goes to a weird sub level that you can only get to from the elevator. Okay. So that's what it's trying to lead you to as an elevator. It doesn't seem like it but it wants you to go to an elevator as somebody who has not done that yet. Um, I will take that under advisement. Yeah, it is. It is good. I wish I had known it beforehand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Davide writes in via contact. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. I know that we've, you know, hemmed and hawed about this before. Um, I, Gary, are, are you cool with us mentioning his game? 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Davide actually developed a game on uh, uh, Itch.io in Unity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's available on Mac and uh, and Windows. And he gave us free copies of it. It's called Line Dash. And it's pretty good, if not harder than I'm used to. it's i think it's i think it's really good i think it's um in in a way that's like it's not the kind of game i'm going to play hour spend hours on Mm -hmm. but and it's not i'm not necessarily comparing it qualitatively to a super hexagon because super hexagon is one of those weird simple masterpieces Mm -hmm. but it's such a simple game concept i'm surprised hasn't been done before Mm -hmm. um and it's really easy to lose time in it yeah Um, i think it's really good i was playing it at work today so yeah so i I recommend (laughs) it yeah, and uh, can you put some notes in that? Uh, yeah, yeah in, the, in the show notes. There we go. Uh, but Davide writes in saying, when Fallout 3 came out, I was just starting to get into Western RPGs, so I snatched it right away. Um, I started the game as soon as I got home, and it was magic. Like, what? I am living the life of my character from his birth? And I have a rivalry, <laughs> I have a rivalry with the greaser dude? Awesome. Even the subsequent quest, one the, the one that leads you to leave the vault, was pretty okay. I mean, Fallout 2 has you start by punching ants. Punching ants! So that was definitely a step forward. Little did I know that I had already reached the qualitative peak of the game, and that I should have braced myself for a sore disappointment um, for all the dumb stuff that uh, was about to come after that first hour. I will not go on at length about all the stuff that is wrong with Fallout 3. You mostly covered that stuff in the episode, and I agree uh, with pretty much all of that. What always strikes me about that, though, is that unlike something like Fallout 4, here Bethesda actually tried to deliver a Fallout-like open-world narrative thingy. Um, Unlike what people were saying at the time, Fallout 3 is not Oblivion with guns. It is instead clearly based on the structural skeleton of both the origi- of both of the original fallouts, both in how it approaches the free roaming, with each location basically being a short narrative unto itself, and with the big focus that they tried to put on the characters and dialogues. Bethesda, you tried your best and you failed miserably. The lesson is never try. Yeah. Jerks. <laughs> I wore a shirt, like I, I got a Simpson shirt that said, uh, you know, you tried your best and failed miserably, never try. And mm-hmm. my teacher got really upset with me for that. I was, I was like, you don't understand it's a reference, right? Yeah, teachers don't understand irony. No. Um, just kind of in, in general. Yeah. The uh yeah, I always I feel kind of bad like how badly we slagged on like the writing and stuff because real people did this stuff. Yep. You know, but I do have I do have that feeling that like guys, mm-hmm. you know, this needed some more time in the oven, like you didn't do it. No. You didn't do it. <laughs> um, Morty says via contact. Uh, let's get right to it. I did not like this game at all. It felt like a game set in the Fallout universe, but everything I liked about the first two games was pretty much gone. The game world was vast, but mostly full of nothing. Uh, the world was pretty much empty. DC didn't feel like a place where humanity tried to get back on their feet. Vaults felt really underwhelming. NPCs no longer react to player choices. Companions are uh, no more than a walking inventory chest, and an ending that even questioned my video game logic sensibility, to which even Bethesda changed after realizing themselves how much of a blunder the final act was. By leaning so heavily on VATS, Bethesda had had failed to make a decision about what kind of game they wanted Fallout 3 to be. It was neither a great shooter nor a great turn-based game. In Fallout 1 and 2, VATS was unique and interesting and really showed just how much flavor you can add to a combat system. Aiming and hitting specific body parts had a really great flavor text to it. Head crits could cause uh, enemies to become delirious or start talking unusually. You could damage an enemy nervous system and he would start twitching uncontrollably. You could damage the CPU of a robot and observe different reactions that it would cause. None of this happens in Fallout 3. So the point of using VATS was just basically to end combat ASAP 
because it's the most optimal and efficient way to kill anything since manual aiming is just bad. Bethesda uh, are a company of quantity. They want to fill every game world up and make pretty much everything they come up with uh, and hope it all makes sense and will create a believable world. The problem is that it doesn't. Instead, the world is full of pretty much 70% copy slash paste fluff, and you end up sieving through multiple hours of fat to get to the meat. To sum it up, Bethesda games feel like a wedding cake. It's big and impressive, beautifully crafted, and a sight to behold, but it's mostly frosting, and the cake itself is too hard and too sweet, and after two bites, you just have to put it away. War never changes, and it seems like Bethesda took this one to heart. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, the, in uh, Fallout, minor uh, pedantry, minor uh, con, uh, correction. In Fallout 1 and 2, there is no VATS. Right. Um, it's just a turn-based game, so you can aim at different mm-hmm. different spots. Yeah, but like the target selection stuff. Yeah. And like it's it's weird because what actually happens when you target specific specific uh, things, you know, specific mm-hmm. areas on, a, on an enemy's body, like that stuff happens, but you don't see like a, you know, a strict textual feedback. Yeah, there's no Dungeon Master. It. Right. Like there's no, there's no theater of the mind, so it's like, you know, I think it's cool that in Fallout 3 you can shoot guns out of people's hands mm-hmm. and, like, break people's arms so they can't use missile launchers. Like, that's <laughs> actually pretty neat. Um, but it's not as evocative. Right. And as it's not the, as efficient either. Like, yeah. Because in, in 3 or in, in 1 and 2 you do that stuff and it's like, you know, the person started drooling or the person is, is going to walk for a limp forever. Like, you get these little bits of flavor. <laughs> and, like, you know. <laughs> I don't know I don't, why, but when you said we'll, lock, we'll walk with a limp forever, it made me really sad. <laughs> well, it's, it's sad why I did to Raider number... <laughs> I did to, to crunch meat or whatever his name was. No, no, not under tree number 672. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I shot it. Every time. I shot it. The, <laughs> um, but yeah, it is. Uh, I, again, I don't I don't think you're wrong. Like, I, I kind of like vats, but it's because I'm not a big shooter guy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a crutch that they're providing that I'm going to lean on because yeah. I like uh, because you know, of the way you like to play games. Yeah, because of because of how I like to play games. But it does end up being this weird non-optional thing. Like you mm-hmm. just use it whenever it's ready. Yeah, and use it use it consistently. Yeah, like regular combat. You know, when when you free ball it, when you shoot from the hip, that's just something you do as your mana recharges. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It is very uh, very specific. Yeah. So. We have two responses that I've categorized under new ways to play that I thought were mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, you know, just uh, there, there, there's a kind of lack of choice about build uh, in these games. But uh, both of these people found some cool, at least justifications for uh, for hobbling themselves into a non-optimal play. Ben, <laughs> ben writes in via context saying, in a standard fantasy D&D setting, using your bare hands to take down a swordsman may seem unlikely. But when facing down grenades and laser rifles, it's downright absurd. As an amateur boxer, I'm usually drawn towards un- towards the unarmed option in games, and Fallout 3's unarmed specialization did not disappoint, partially because the game makes it so viable with related perks and equipment, especially the armor-bypassing Deathclaw gauntlet, but also because going unarmed lets us, philosophically speaking, start over from scratch. Allow me to explain. The old world has fallen. Previous empires all but forgotten, vestiges of humanity cowering like rats. How much hubris does it take to use the weapons of a failed world? Hell, the world went belly up because of increasingly destructive weaponry. So, back to basics, I say. Go get your food uh, the tried and true way, by pummeling it to death with your bare hands. Let's relearn how to be civilized together from the very beginning. Every encounter with a machine gun wielding raider turned into an opportunity for enlightenment. With every punch, I was telling him patiently, a weapon is only as good as the discipline of its owner. Now let me demonstrate this principle with my knuckles. 
The relevant unarmed gear also painted a delightfully terrifying portrait of my protagonist, a bloodied warrior in a slasher-style hockey mask gnawing on some rad roach jerky wearing the very hands of his defeated enemies, hero of the wasteland indeed. Playing unarmed is my favorite way to go in this game. It affords you unique experiences such as punching a robot so hard it explodes or paralyzing a mutant behemoth uh, to use as cover. Wow. Um, If you play this again, I highly recommend that you go this route. Just don't be surprised if your opponents don't use regulation size gloves. I have done it. (laughs) um, Yeah, the Deathclaw gauntlets are great. Yep. Um, Yeah, I really like in, uh, in again, not turning this into a stealth New Vegas cast, but uh, (laughs) New Vegas has a a power fist. Yep. A unique one that like creates this weird like shockwave. (laughs) Yeah. That's like super fun. Like (laughs) turns it into a into a fist in the North Star. Yep. Yeah. It's 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 super cool. Um, the uh, yeah. So I could I could see that, and I like the the way that the response kind of quotes that. Um, you know, I don't know how World War Three will be fought, Uh but World War Four will be fought with with sticks and stones (laughs) or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, so World War Four is taught with the, fought with uh, Deathclaw hands. Yeah, and the paralyzing palm perk. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to wrap us up here with Lotus. Uh, Lotus says, "You guys playing through Fallout Three inspired me to pick the game up again. I played it a few times in the past, but usually quit soon due to the generally bland writing and characters. But rather than play through vanilla, I've decided to use the fascinating Tale of Two Wastelands mod, which imports Fallout Three into New Vegas." This nets you the benefit of that version of the engine, such as the increased stability, iron sights for the guns, and the option to choose the built-in hardcore mode, and the changes to the leveling system like traits and the all-new perks. It even lets you go from the Capital Wasteland to the Mojave, and vice versa if you choose to start in the Mojave, Hmm. doing both games' content on one character. Even if story-wise that doesn't make the most sense, although I do like the idea of a weenie Fallout 3 character becoming the hardened adventurer that is the courier. (laughs) Um, I can't comment too much on my thoughts on the game so far since I've only gotten as far as Megaton, I will say Megaton is about as bland as I remember it being. I'm glad at least Bethesda gives you the option to blow it up, even giving you a swanky hotel room in exchange. Yeah. I've never uh, got that. I tried to get that to work a long time ago, mm-hmm. um, and my I ran into some problem. I couldn't do it. So I haven't yeah. tried to put them together before. It wouldn't have been viable to do that for the show because I want, yeah. know, we uh, we want to address these games somewhat on their own terms. But uh, but that sounds like a good way to make uh, Fallout 3 a little bit more uh, palatable. Mm-hmm. And you get the uh, uh, extra radio station. Hmm. That's nice, too. Oh, with Mr. New Vegas? Yeah. I love, yeah. I love, I love Mr. New Vegas. <laughs> Wayne Newton is yeah. a national treasure. Yeah, Big Iron. That's at my kid. That's at uh, uh, Voice Box. Yeah, that's crazy. I, saw your, I, I, saw, I saw your tweet about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pretty great. <laughs> so um, thanks, everybody, yeah. for your responses. I really appreciate it. Really ran the gamut, which we like. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, you know, if you have anything left to say about Sanitarium, Mm-hmm. Or Mega Man Legends. Yep. Or, or Soul Reaver. Yeah. Hit uh, us up at duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. Yeah. Go there. Um, like we said at the beginning of this, uh, shorter comments are better. Uh, mm-hmm. To the point is better. I'm sorry if we um, edited out uh, something that uh, that you wanted in there, but uh, we wanted to get as many different voices in as possible, especially in a game as divisive as this. But we welcome and read and consider all of your responses. Indeed. Um, we've been recording for a long time, so we're going to cut this a little bit short. Yes, we are. Uh, so Cole can go to sleep, um, <laughs> and I can make some dinner. But yep. uh, thank you guys very much. Um, you know the normal things, patreon.com mm-hmm. forward slash duckfeedtv. Facebook.com slash watch out for fireballs. Indeed. Uh, you know, talking about it on Twitter, all those things. Really appreciate it. Hopefully anybody who really loves Fallout 3, you know, we didn't hurt any feelings for anybody who really yeah. hates it. You on, know. on the balance, I think we were pretty balanced. I like to think so. Um, perhaps the truth is somewhere in the middle. The only difference between <laughs> Cole and Gary is the way they spell their names. Um, is the number of names, is the number of letters in their first name. <laughs> oh, shit. 
Damn it. Um, anyway, uh, one of yeah, do, me, I, one of one me. Of, ooh, gobble. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't think that there is a lot of deleted scene stuff mm, going on. Yeah, let's uh, let's leave it to chance. I'm going to leave that to you. Okay, there may be deleted scenes. There mm-hmm. may not. Yeah. Um, if not, good night. If so, here they are. Boombasa. <laughs> Boombasa. Boom-bossa.